1: Hello and welcome to episode 59 of the world's first Paul Weller fan podcast. I'm Dan Jennings and 10 years ago, I gave up my live streaming career as a radio presenter with one big regret. Never getting to interview my hero, the legendary British musician, Paul Weller. This podcast exists purely to solve that issue. Welcome to Desperately Seeking Paul. And in this episode, my guests really need no introduction. In fact, they're going to introduce themselves. All I'm going to say is, let's chat to some Weller super fans. Ladies and gentlemen, the Jam Tarts, over to you, ladies.
2: Hi, I'm Jane Griffiths. I live in Herefordshire and I've probably been a, a jam and Paul Weller fan since about 1979 and it's ongoing with no
3: breaks. Hi, I'm Jackie Pierce, and I'm from Reading. Been a Weller fan for many years since, you know, the jam days, but really got into Paul Weller in the late, well, 90s really.
4: Hi, I'm Rachel Phillips. And I'm the token northerner. So I <laughs> so I'm from Bingley, which is in West Yorkshire. So about twenty minutes outside Leeds. Been a fan of Paul's for a long, long time. I can remember the lads at school in the sixth form in their Parkers, and that was one of my first introduction to the Jam, shall we say? I think it was more the boys in the Parkers than the Jam that I was really after.
1: Now we've got so much to dig into here. First of all, I have to understand where the Jam tarts came from. The name, of the Jam tarts. This is from a school friend of Paul Weller, right? Yeah. So this is from yeah. um, from yeah. Steve Carver. From,
4: yeah, so it's Steve Tufty as we all know him it, don't we? Jane and Jackie and I um, sort of met each other really through the exhibitions um, that Nikki and Den curated. The Liverpool one, it was where I first met Jane and then subsequently Jackie. And then we've gone to various um, Q&As and, and uh, uh, literary events and, and, and the rest of it. And it was, I can't remember which one it was now, I don't know if the, girl, the others can remember, but it was it was Tufty who came up with this sort of nickname, Oh, look, here come the jam tarts, um, <laughs> yeah. And it's just stuck. And it's just stuck, you know, and it, and it is said with oh, heartfelt emotion, I think, really, you know, on Tufty's behalf. It is. It's just lovely.
1: Now, we should kick off, right? So, so you've mentioned a little bit about um, when you discovered Weller and, and what it means to you. But there's so much to get into here. So many memories to tap into as well. Jackie, I'm going to start with you. For you this journey started in the eighties with the jam. Was that right?
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. My um, sister was um, really into kind of punk and everything. And uh, she was going into town one day and um, I'd heard the jam town called Malice. And I begged her please please can you get me the single um, and she did because I'd kind of been into like the beat and everything by then but I just heard Town Called Malice and I thought wow this is just amazing you know the the lyrics the beat of it it was just fantastic and I had to have that single and she did and that was like you know just played over and over and over constantly yeah I was too young to go to any gigs really because I'd kind of discovered them just as they were splitting up which I felt kind of pretty cheated really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <bet. laughs> yeah, I felt really cheated that you know I couldn't actually go and see them. Yeah, and then just kind of enjoyed the rest of the journey. Kind of liked the style council was by then getting into other things as well. So it was really about ninety seven, I think it was. Um, you know, I was really kind of enjoying Paul Weller, and, and then I just had the opportunity to go and see him in oh, it's a park in London. I can't even remember what it was called. And then that was it. And ever since then, I've just been going. Like every year, two, three, four times a year, really wow. to see him. Um, yeah, just go where I can, you know, where, when I can. Still haven't met him because you know he keeps ignoring me for some reason. I just don't understand <laughs> it. So, yeah, you're yeah. also
1: desperately seeking Paul. <laughs> oh, right? Yeah,
3: yeah I waited outside. Yeah, desperately. I waited outside um, Cardiff Castle when we went to see him. Oh, two years ago, I think it was for f- almost four hours. He just kept going past me in his little buggy, and I was <laughs> like, "Can you stop?" <laughs> No, no. And, you know, he just, he said hello. He waved and said hello, but no, it just wasn't to be. Tick that one off and try the next one. So, uh, but I've, I've got some plans at my... Sleeve, believe <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know about them, but yeah, he'll get a shock. All oh, so right, I've got right. some plans. <laughs> look
1: out, Paul. Look out, Paul. Yeah, and what and yeah. what is it about the music that connects with you, Jackie? So, back to the jam town called Malice from that moment onwards, um, yeah. and, and the rediscovery of Weller in the 90s with Heavy Soul and those albums, yeah, right, yeah. That. What is it yeah. that connects? Why, why, why is he so special?
3: Uh, I just think it's, it's the lyrics for me. Um, you know, they're so to, to think that he actually wrote all those lyrics when he. He was, what, 18, 17, 18. You can really connect with him throughout the years. It doesn't matter what era it is. He just, everything he writes about is just so up to date with everything, you know. And, it, it, and you can, everybody somewhere along the, the line can connect with his lyrics, definitely.
1: Now, I also say yeah. you've got artwork behind you. Um, some artwork of Mr. Weller, by the looks of things.
3: Yeah.
1: I think we've got. Uh, oh wow, there's a lot of it. Um, album covers, posters, pictures, drawings. But as we cross over to Jane, Jane, it looks like you're in a record shop. This is, wow. this is my
2: record shop. Is it actually is, a record this shop? This is. Yeah. No, it's not. This is Jackie Pierce's. Uh, I was just going to say. That's room, my bedroom.
1: <laughs> <can't> <laughs> <say>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. So you've got pretty much everything there, from pictures to albums, records, photos, the yeah. lot. right? Usually,
2: uh, it's. A man cave, but us ladies have, haven't got man caves, we've got well of shrines, yeah, you know? definitely. <laughs> and because uh, if anybody comes to visit, they say, Oh, your husband's in." The- that's my husband. I said, No, it's me, it's my <laughs> <sister>. <laughs> and he, he hates, he, he hates well,
1: <laughs> let's get back. Because a similar story for you in terms of discovery was around going underground in so 1979.
2: Yeah, that's right. I've got three elder brothers and one younger, and they're uh, the three eldest ones were getting into music and going out and enjoying themselves. And I was too young to go with them. My brother returned one night from, um, I think it was Malvern Winter Gardens after seeing the jam. He, I think he stuck a ticket under my pillow. And I'm sure one of my other brothers, nicked it because it disappeared out of my scrapbook. Oh. <laughs> and it was the only te- treasured ticket I would have ever had because I never went. So Going Underground was the first song and then... Start was my favourite. I've got that engraved on my iPod just from there, really. Um, and then I did my back catalogue of all the early stuff in the city backwards. I had a friend who was from Leeds who was to come and visit his auntie near me. And he was big into the jam. So he recorded a lot for me on of the albums on cassette, which, of course, is illegal and we don't encourage. No, no, no. But um, <laughs> they got full of uh, dust the time so I haven't got them anymore I've replaced them with vinyl over the years
1: so as somebody who couldn't experience the live experience primarily because of age at that point right Um yeah. presumably your discovery of the band are through these cassettes you talk about but TV top of the pops you know and, yeah. and, ra- and radio I would imagine yeah
2: there was quite a few in our school as well Um a school friend of mine everybody knows Shane Juice, and he gave me my first signed photograph a six by four yeah so so um the day that um the jam split up it was through the radio and like walking around the school everybody was getting quite upset about it and they were saying did you know the jam was splitting up and uh they were really getting quite upset but um if they wanted any knowledge of it they'd have to go and confirm it with shane juicer because he was the man to know you know <laughs> <laughs> when kid, he's everything yeah, yeah.
3: Because, <laughs> no, yeah did, he not- did
1: he have insider knowledge
3: or no well probably just call him an anorak he'll
1: appreciate that Rachel for you was it a similar thing was it the jam or did it come later
4: Rachel we've only got half an hour
1: (laughs) (laughs) we've only got half an hour (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> how rude
4: <laughs> I know she loves
3: me
1: really
4: <laughs> Dan I don't know if you, you can't really see but I have got on my wall behind me unfortunately the, the light is reflecting in it yeah, it
1: looks like a mirror what is
4: it but it, it isn't mm. Mm. A beautiful photograph oh it's Paul
1: Weller at the, at the piano what's that circa 2010 something like that is it oh with the it's a signed picture of Mr Weller
4: so Mr Weller for me was yeah like I said um, it was the guys the lads hanging around with tennis courts at schools in the parkers. I was very much um an eighties babe, so I was more Spandau Ballet, Duran Duran, Paul Young, Rick Astley. You know that that was my teenage years. I remember the Style Council singing along to a few of their songs on the radio. I like to say I rediscovered him when uh, "You Do Something to Me" came out, and that yeah, the, the album that was I, I call that that that's the flame that reignited my well of passion. We were married in 97 But we had that As our wedding song Which I think A lot of people around Then had it You know And, and still do You know It's very cliche Isn't it Oh so, it's a
1: great tune Though isn't it I mean, I mean it, it is that's, You know That's, the, a, that's a standard you know, I can't remember who it was Somebody was saying On the podcast oh, I was Dave Swift Was saying on the podcast Jules yeah. Holland's bassist We're saying how that Really is a standard You know And he's amazed That other people Haven't covered that song
4: I am as well Yeah because you can I hear am. that
1: From like a You know Crooners All sorts yeah. you? It's, it's a classic that. It yeah. Is.
4: It is. So I went back to the start, right to the start, uh, literally the start, and and I've worked my way through um, all the years and now up to date with, uh, with Fat Pop. It sparked something, and it was like, oh god, yeah, I remember this guy. You know, back he sang in the jam when I was a bit younger. You know, I was like, remember, remember these songs. There was something that just sparked something in me, and I think, like Jackie was saying, you know, when you when you actually sit down and, and properly listen to the lyrics and the words, it was like, oh my god, wow. You know, this man is writing just. You know, these words, just I, just I got something from them. So, yes, yeah, so I went back right to the start and then started collecting all the albums, re- listening to them. He's opened so many doors for me, whether it be, you know, meeting friends, yeah, you know, meeting mm-hmm. Jackie and Jane. I could sit here tonight and reel a list of names off for you people that I've met and the opportunities that I've had as well because of Paul, put it bluntly, you know, I've been very, very lucky To go to so many, well, the exhibitions, like I said previously, the Q and A's, book launches, just these people we've met are just such lovely, lovely people. Mm. Um, you know, I just, I don't know if you know, um, Sam Molnar. So he's a great friend. He's a, he's a woking lad. And I I once remember having a conversation with Sam and I just said, you know, I wonder if Paul actually realizes, you know, because of him. These amazing, wonderful friendships have been formed. You know, people all over the country, all over over the world. And he said, yeah, he's had a conversation with Paul about this. Paul is is quite touched, really, because of him, you know, there's so much, so many lovely friendships have been made
1: yeah now we have to get into the Facebook groups because this is a big thing <laughs> and you know what I left Facebook for a few years because it was it was doing my in from a mental health point of view but I went yeah. back on because of the podcast because you know ultimately when you create a podcast you start from an audience of zero there are no listeners whatsoever so you have to find listeners obviously and you have to promote yourself and promote the podcast and, and amazingly this thing kind of took off immediately which was incredible and that's down to Mr. Weller and the, and the fan base and you, you know people like yourselves but mm-hmm. I had to dig in I had to get back on Facebook Facebook and get into these groups. And my God, there's a lot of you chatting about Paul Weller all day long. Yep. Um, I mean, there's like every morning, there are people posting good morning with pictures. It's the same people every day. You're all getting involved. Jackie, I know the Facebook group is a big thing for you in terms of discovering the music of Paul and getting back into Mr. Weller. Can, you know, t- tell us what it is about that community that means a lot to you.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I went back on Facebook. I'd come off it for a few years, and then I, I went back on it. I just thought, oh, I wonder if there are any jam groups or or Paul weller groups out there yeah i was just blown away by how many meeting uh, and started chatting with people um and you realize you know there is people out there that feel the same way as me and they have this mutual love for the jam the style council Paul weller and then you just all get chatting and then you think oh there's um you know there's events happening Wow, I didn't know that, you know, and I'd actually missed out on the exhibitions in Liverpool and um, London, which I was really, really gutted about because I wasn't on Facebook. So I didn't know that they were going on. Really, really thankful for, for the Facebook groups, um, you know, that we've discovered all our mutual friends and by God, we've got loads of them, haven't we, girls?
4: We have, <laughs> we have made yeah. so
3: many friends on there. You know, we've met so many people. I mean, the fact that we you know we've met Nikki Weller through through it. We we're actually friends with her. You know, the list just goes on and on. Like you say, you know, Tufty, you know, who'd have thought that we would ever meet people that are that connected with Paul Weller?
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so I, for one, just feel completely overwhelmed and, and just so thankful that I've got all these friends that mean the
1: world to me, you know. So when we talk about Facebook groups, Jackie, you actually run one of them. Is that right?
3: Yeah. yeah um, so myself and Shane Dewson, um, we are admin for uh, Weller of Woking and it's a very close knit group I'd say Um, you know all of us on there are you know massive Paul Weller fans uh, and we all respect him Um, you know there's no arguments on there at all it's it's a lovely group and we just share 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 and it's brilliant so absolutely fantastic group so we you know like to thank everybody to for contributing nice yeah. nice and So, that, okay, so you haven't joined already join when
1: you. I'm in there I'm, I was just checking I'm in there yeah. but let, let me let me check this with you in terms of you know how do we feel about the others so we've got Paul Weller a British institution. We've got Paul Weller Fan Club, Paul Weller Solo, yeah. the Jam Society, All Weller, <laughs> the Jam Open Brackets yeah, Memories. Really. Oh, which one are you shaking your head at? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Jam Society. Yeah. Oh, 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 we met on the Jam Society, Jackie and I. Yeah, we of- did. We I do. shared a drawing I won't say who drew it of um, the jam that was drew for me so I post-uploaded the picture it got a bit of a beating so Jackie supported me and we got friends through that picture I remember now. Like that. yeah oh my gosh I was yeah, quite was um, I was getting a bit um, you know yeah. I'm a bit sensitive soul and what I what was wrong like, oh. with
1: had you. had you done the picture?
2: no it wasn't me I can't say who did I wouldn't <laughs> say who did I liked it I thought it was good but other right. people didn't yeah. well just a couple of people that aren't very
1: nice. See, this is why I left Facebook in the first place. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So we have the Jam Appreciation Society, the Paul Weller Connection, the Paul Weller Appreciation Society, the Weller Collective official Facebook group. There's I mean the Friends of spin drifting. I've not even gone onto the style council. Shouts at the top. There's so many groups. Are you in all of them? Are you in all of them? Yeah, Yeah.
2: pretty much. I'm a bit selective i don't really look at all of them only now only weller evoke and i yeah because it's the best one so you don't need another break (laughs) no that's right
1: yeah now jackie i have to ask you so you've not met paul but you have had tea at ann weller
3: i have had tea tea. (laughs)
1: yes paul weller's (laughs) mum so how did this happen
3: so i run a group called modern classics um where i make coasters mugs um anything with kind of like Anything that's multiple related. So I do, you know, a lot of printing and print stuff on, on them. Nikki Weller wanted a load of coasters from me, um, for, for gifts and presents. Um, and also at the same time, Steve had had a photo taken, um, with him and Paul. Um, and he wanted those printed onto coasters as well. So I had arranged to obviously deliver them to Nikki and we just happened to like, meet in Ripley and, you know, come on, we go to go to my mum's house. I'm like, whoa, you know, (laughs) this is like scary. But yeah, so we we ended up, you know, sort of going into Anne's house and she was so warm and welcoming, just like Nikki. you know, just an amazing family. Um, So, yeah, ended up having tea, cakes, chatting about everything. And obviously Tufty was there as well. Um, And also his cousin was there, which, you know, I was... Bit like well, and I was just waiting for Paul Weller to walk in, but unfortunately, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Apparently, he was coming down the next day, um, and I'm always a day early. You know, I went to Camden last Saturday in the hope that he would be around, and he. Went shopping the next day, so I missed him again.
1: Someone's what? tipping me off. I
3: think so. I think he's really avoiding me for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got a yeah,
1: on you somewhere.
3: Yeah. So that was lovely. It really was lovely. That's
1: yeah. brilliant. Because yeah, I, I had a virtue invite. So when when I recorded the episode with Nikki Weller, it was, it was yeah. recorded in Anne's house.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and,
1: and Anne kept yeah. chipping in, and which was oh, lovely. She, yeah, we really heard nice that. Support. She
3: was so. Yeah. Fa- she is hilarious, and some of the stories she told us just so funny. It, it it was great I could have just sat there forever absolutely brilliant she's she's lovely
4: Jackie do you remember Nikki invited us to the um, book launch of the Stinger book that she did with Tina and that was held in Camden Yeah. Um, and yeah she very kindly invited myself and my husband down to the launch and we got there like a reading of the book first and then there was I I think it was one of the guys from Modfather Clothing somebody did a DJ set anyway and played various music and we were all sat there chatting away happily and literally about the Second note of town called Malice, oh yes, shot up off a chair, <laughs> yeah, and she was on that dance floor and <laughs> she put us to shame. She yeah. was having a whale of a time on that dance floor, she yeah. really was. And it was mm. Jack, we were dancing with her, work with Jackie, and it was, it yeah. was, it was a, it was so a really surreal. surreal. Hang on a minute, here's a Suburban housewife from Bingley in Yorkshire dancing to Town Called Malice with Paul's mum and Paul's sister as well. <laughs>
1: yeah, you do get the sense that Anne is a fan of the Jam and a fan of the music yes. that Paul's creating as much yeah, as anything else, right? Yeah. yeah, and I
4: think Town Called Malice
3: is her favourite song yeah. as well. Right, so right. yeah,
1: brilliant. Now yeah, we yeah. should get into Paul Well alive because this must be a big thing for all of you, Jane. I know you mentioned that you, you try and see Paul every tour once, but you're also a big fan of From the Jam as well. It
2: keeps all the all the songs fresh in your mind and it it takes you back to your use really and you get that sense of energy back within yourself again and um, I did manage to meet them backstage once well about nine years ago on Paul Weller's birthday about 2.15 in the morning they were such nice guys so I just make sure if they're around and it's not too far for me to go. I'll always go twice a year at least, yeah. They work so hard, yeah. they really do, and and they always give you a, a great night out, yeah. And what
1: is it about the well-alive experience?
2: Um, it's usually Cardiff for me at the Motorpoint Arena, but it's always been good. And um, my husband's a fan of downloading the set list before we go, and I get a bit <laughs> cross with because I think, what are you doing? You know, it's like um, showing you your birthday cake the day before your birthday. Oh, yeah. Why would you do that to me? I'll find <laughs> out when I get there. It's always a great night out and there's a, a mixture of, you know, like acoustic, souly and and the old ones to get you jumping up and down again like you're in your teens, you know.
1: Are you a mosh pit kind of gal?
2: A little bit, but not too much now. I don't want to miss too much, so I try and stay grounded and just take it all in.
1: It's quite a commitment, the mosh pit these days, I find, because you ate, you have to get there really early to get into that thing and you have to have a pretty strong bladder <laughs> and as I yeah. get over that's not yeah. that's not the case it's a young yeah. person's game that mosh pitlock that front row yeah.
4: the guys that are around him at the moment are you know are phenomenal guys we go support Steve Pilgrim a lot Pilgrim. you know I think he's he's very very underrated is Steve he's lovely and Steve Craddock and it was at the, at the Stinger launch book that Jackson and I were at he just popped in he'd been at Radio 2 doing something that morning and he just popped in just like oh Oh, hi, Steve. I'm Rach. I'm a yeah. friend of Nicky's and da, 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 You're coming up to Bingley where, you know, where I live, um, in a few weeks time, because we have a, a three day music festival up here. And I said, Oh, you know, ocean colour scene, you're playing, you know, like, Oh, can we have a photograph? Da, 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 Sent him the photograph on, I think it was Instagram or something. And the most bizarre thing, I think it, I, was, I was like sat in the dentist's chair and my phone was going mad. Come out the dentist and it's like, Oh my God, who, you know, what's, what's, what's happened? And I'm getting all these private messages from Steve Craddock sort of saying, Oh, you know, nice to meet you, Rach. Can you send me your email? I've put you on my guest list for Bingley Muse. So to cut a bit of a long story short, my husband and I ended up access all areas pass for the whole weekend, and we were. Side stage for the Ocean Color scenes, set, you know, and, it's, and, and I remember saying to him sort of a bit of a cliche again, you know, I, here I am a, a humble housewife uh, clutching a milk bottle to her heart, you know, and there I am side stage, you know, for, for the festival with them playing. So, you know, all the guys are, you know, they interact on social media with everybody. Yeah, yeah. And we're they're all really friends do, with them, aren't and, we? And, the, yeah, you know, no, they're gen- they are such genuine, genuine yeah. guys, the yeah. whole band very are, approachable. Yeah, yeah very, very approachable. approachable. Yeah. 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 Got a yeah. good team around him
1: When I first dreamt of this idea This podcast Obviously I created a bit of a list Of you know A wish list of you know Who would be the people on it And obviously you three Were at the top of the list But <laughs> I, as I got past that Yeah Craddock was right out there And you know It's still my dream You know Steve Craddock On the podcast would be amazing Yeah I think he think would Yeah he he'd, would he'd,
4: Yeah he'd, he, I think he'd do it He would I think he would
1: Dan Fingers crossed No pressure No, yeah. no pressure chopper <laughs> Rachel you've done something That I've never managed to do yet I'm massively jealous of this. I have to say as a Weller fan.
4: Me too before
1: she says it. You've seen Weller abroad, haven't you? Overseas. Yes.
4: October 2018. Yeah. October the sixth. So this was true meanings time. So this was so yeah, so Paul did a really, really small European well, not even a tour, really, just a few dates in Europe. And they were the warm-up for the Royal Festival Hall specials that he did the orchestrated ones we flew out on the friday gig was the saturday night and we flew home the sunday so it was it was just this bonkers not even 48 hours
1: obviously the Royal Festival Hall gig Hannah Peel orchestration Yes An amazing thing Which is known as Other Aspects as an album Which is just Just a beautiful Beautiful thing Mm -hmm. Um, Presumably the Rotterdam gig Wasn't that It wasn't for No So was it just him And Steve Craddock Who was it
4: No it was Paul, Steve Andy Crofts, Steve Pilgrim They were all there Ben They were all there Tom was there Yeah they were all there And it was just Again, it was a seated thing because it was in this theatre and it was first come, first served. You know, we'd, we'd met in the in the town earlier, um, like you do and have a drink. It's funny, isn't it? sort of slowly people started to slope off and you're thinking, I don't know, where have they gone? Ah, I know where they're going. Gonna go join the queue, aren't they? Right, come on, drink up. We're off to join this queue. It was first come, first serve. The elbows, you know. I'm only, I'm only shorty, but I've got good elbows to get to push through. So we were on. My husband and I were. We managed to get sort of fourth row back, but dead in the centre. And it was just, I can, I can still remember now. And and I get it at every concert I go to. The lights go down, and then the spotlights come on, and the boys walk across the stage, and you just. I must admit, whether I'm a big northern softie or what, I don't know. But I always, every gig, I always get a tear to my eye oh. when they walk on stage. <laughs> I do. I yeah. do. That was a special gig though, wasn't it? That it was. was I, and I don't think at the time we realised how special it was. Mainly acoustic as well. It was lovely. And then I was very lucky after the gig to shoot round, um, round sort of the stage door and we met all the guys uh, you know which was lovely mm. Paul sort of came out with I think it was Bill Bill Wheeler, Bill and Ken that came out with him. We sort of walked around the coach and we and just just you know, sort of, hi Paul, great gig tonight. Yeah, well, you were lucky though. You, were lucky. You, you were, were lucky. L- you, you were
3: lucky.
1: You were lucky because you went with Jackie and her tag and yeah. <laughs> I, well, well, yeah? I got
3: I got tricked in Rotterdam.
1: Oh okay? <laughs> you were in Rotterdam as there. well. Yeah? Oh yeah, I was oh, in, I was in Rotterdam. Was there, yeah?
3: right. I was second row. Okay, so he'd, he'd clocked me already,
1: right? Uh, there she is, restraining order.
3: Yeah, exactly. So we'd, we'd gone round the back again, like Rachel said, we'd gone round the back to meet him and his bouncer came out. Mike, I think his name is. He's conned me a few times. And he said, go round the other side. He'll be round in a minute. So we all walked around the other side of the coach. He gets on this side. On the other side. And we were like, yeah, you tricked us again, haven't you?
1: Oh, my God, this is hilarious.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have tickets to
2: go to Germany, but obviously, I don't know when that will be now. It was meant to be next year, last year, but now it will
4: be next year, hopefully. Yeah,
1: so I was looking the other day. Let me get my phone up here. So I was looking the other day. at um, Where are we? Two seconds. Let me find the picture. Right, here we go. Can I just
4: tell you, everybody, I've just had a tweet notification and Paul Weller's just tweeted to us all
1: we'll he, he, he tweeted
4: you? Orwell has tweeted, we have an update on the vinyl pre-order for <laughs> orchestrated Songbook. I thought Rachel, you meant to us. Rachel, like Rachel the Jackie and tarts. Jane, not to worry, I've got your orders safely. Bob uh-huh. down for a coffee to the barn and I'll...
1: Sign them for yeah, yeah. Fet, yeah. Apart from no, Jackie, because no. exactly. you know she ain't <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that pest. Um, right, hold on, I can't find the bloody list. There we are. Right, so we're talking so European tour 2022. We're talking kicks off Belgium at uh, the currently time, is, time of time recording 20th of May in Belgium. Uh, then we head to Germany, a few gigs Dortmund, Berlin, Hamburg, Cologne, Frankfurt. Then on to the Netherlands, uh, a couple of nights in Amsterdam as part of that as well. But four nights in Netherlands. Then on to France you I worked it out it's like two weeks right so here's an idea for the podcast okay so next spring the final week of the podcast culminates in me on a two week tour on the tour bus with the band touring around Europe the final episode is me chatting with Paul on the last night of the tour how's that yeah. a way to it's wrap up this series yeah, so? yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll, that's gonna happen. For you, Dan. we'll get
4: yeah. it sorted yeah. Yeah. When, yeah.
1: I me- when I mentioned that to my wife she was less keen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who's looking after yeah. the kids in that period was yeah. a- <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's how I see this dream thing wrapping up I have to say but, um, yeah well, that would yeah. be nice it'd be nice like yeah. that, that
4: yeah because yeah. yeah. there's,
1: there's something about the European experience and obviously Paul through the Style Council years particularly was yeah. you know he called himself a European so I think there's always something for me about wanting to see him in Europe and then after that who knows Australia New York whatever <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you,
3: that's you, where you, I want to go New yeah. York see him yeah. in New York yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah let's talk about the new stuff so that was True Meanings which I think is right up there in his canon is yes. one of the best things you know He's ever done But how are we feeling About True Meanings Other aspects On Sunset Fat Pop It's a pretty good run Over the past five years Isn't it Yeah it's,
3: it's, I loved On brilliant. Sunset And I just absolutely I'm just blown away By Fat Pop I just play it constantly yeah. Day in day out I just love it The more I listen to it the Yeah I, I just love it Every day
1: more Now Janine yeah. Just over your Left hand shoulder I can see the picture Disc of Fat Pop Popping out from, from Yeah there, think, Yeah is Right down there Yeah by,
2: I've been doing a, Can I just check? you something i've been making these for nearly two years little hearts so this one's going to Paul well i've already sent him some before of different albums it's just and, a hobby
1: and what is this this is a fabric hearts with fat pop on it, yeah, is, it's it is, a, is it a, a smelly does it smell nice
2: no, nothing like that. All right. <laughs> um, it Smells of curry, wormwood scrub, <laughs> um, and all that kind of stuff. But it's just it's just a hobby, and I've been making them for friends and stuff as well.
1: I was trying desperately when they started doing their little social media about fat pop. I was trying to get it to stop on fan pod because I reckon uh, you could I probably know, do yeah. that. So you'll have to yeah. do me one of those with fan pod on it. That would be lovely. <laughs> yeah,
2: I will. I will do you one. No
1: problem. Yay. Are you a bit of a collector as well? When when Fat pop was announced yeah. how did you decide what to go for did, was it just the picture disc or is there other stuff from fat pop? You've
2: um no, I've just got the picture disc um if you're not on social media, you miss out so I took a little break and got back on as soon as it was uh, released um my daughter bought it me. all my friends were talking about the soul deep um star council book, which I missed out on, so I was a bit crazy about that because I've got you know lots of jam books and that me and my daughter were doing it, it was so busy. And uh, this book, I thought it's fine, £35 or whatever it was. But I got a limited one with, um, I think it's signed. It's a softback cover, not the hard. Um, instead of buying one copy, I've ended up with three. <laughs> so my bill was £158 <laughs> instead of about 35
1: I have found the past since so this podcast, the time of recording has been going for just over six months, right? Yeah. I have found it's been an expensive time to be a Paul Weller fan. <laughs> There's been a lot out. What was so Deep? There was Simon Halfen's book. There yeah. was. Bill Smith's book. And I went a bit nuts with Fat Pop. So I was like, do you know what? I'm yeah. just going to get the one thing, right? I'm just going to get the yeah. CD. I'll get the CD box set. And yeah. then I was like, oh no, I'll get some colored vinyl. And then the seven-inch box set came out, so i got that. And then the other day, they put back on sale the, the three albums again on yeah, yeah. I've got yeah. far too much stuff. I mean, there's only so much. What am I listening to? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot to say and a lot to see about Paul Weller, right? Yeah, you never yeah. get bored of looking yeah. at new photos and hearing stories and that's the purpose of the podcast. No, well.
2: that's right. Because we've all got friends on social media, we all collect a lot of stuff, but if you're missing something, somebody will just get at you and send it to you, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then, you know, you don't know him from Adam. And, you know, they're so genuine, and they just want you to have what they've got. You know,
1: a couple of other things we have to talk about, um, Jackie. We need to talk about Paul Weller's sixtieth birthday. Ah, tell me about this. So,
3: <laughs> which he didn't Jim, invite Jim, me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you were involved In a, in, a, in some way Weren't you
3: Yeah so um, I, fe- I, I feel like
1: he's just Teasing you here,
3: here, he? <laughs> he is Yeah I've been that close You know And I've done so much For him He's just so ungrateful um, So I used to run I had a Like a, a gift shop um, And a studio Where I used to do Glass fusing So I used to teach Courses And classes And stuff And I used to rent Shelf space out To other Sort of crafters And people And I got in with Nikki one day and she, like, she used to do all a knitting and I think she still does it, actually. And I said, well, why don't you just, you know, pop a few bits down to the shop and, you know, try and sell them, you know, on, on one of the shelves. Um, so she, that was the first time I, I think was it was the first time I met her. Yeah, I think it was the first time I met her. She walked into my shop and I'm like... Oh my God, this is Paul Weller's <laughs> sister walking into my shop, you know, and it was just surreal. And she just come over and hugged me. She was so down to earth, so natural. We just got chatting and everything. And then she kind of looked around at everything and I had um, a glass fused. It was a, a Vespa scooter that I'd made in glass. But on a picture, um, it's hard to explain if you don't know what I mean, but it's like, a, you know, all pieces of glass cut out in the shape of a scooter and it was a Vespa and it was stuck on um, a frame. So she was kind of picking it up going, oh, I need, you know, I was going to knit Paul Weller a scarf or I knit my, knit my brother a scarf I love it that she calls him
1: just calls him oh, Paul Weller That'd this be is what I
3: found really really odd when she came in she's like oh my brother this my brother that you know and I'm like she's talking about Paul Weller you know and then she talk about her nieces and nephew talking about his kids it was like really weird but then she said you know I need to um sort of make you know I'm thinking of making Paul a, a scarf for his birthday and then she went but it's a bit naff in it really just giving him a scarf she then looked around the shop and she saw the scooter uh, picture so she was an and in, you know shall I get him that shall I you know and then she just said would you be able to do a Rickenbacker you know out of glass yeah, of course I can, no problem. So I was like, oh no, no pressure. So yeah, it, it just went from there, really. We just discussed what she wanted um, and what he'd like. Um, and we kind of just, you know, I drew it all out and and yeah, that that's it really. It, wow. this it took me quite a few weeks to make it because obviously I wanted it to be really, you know, special. And, and how then, how
1: big was this? So this is a picture made from glass, is it?
3: Yeah, I've actually got a photo with it with him holding it, um, which is signed as well. So it's kind of, I would say, um, bigger than A4 kind of, size i'm not i'm not really good with measurements
1: this sounds brilliant Well, That's what a lovely thing
3: yeah um yeah so it's it was a, a nice kind of thin frame with the with the guitar just upright and then it had the little plaque that said the jam and it had a target in the corners and stuff like that so and yeah so she gave it
1: to him for his birthday so i i felt really honored that you know she'd done that and um, rachel tell me about the jars of jam jam
4: it's the jam jam. So I first met Nikki at Somerset House at the exhibition there. I'm a firm believer in things are meant to be and, and they'll happen if they're meant to happen. We sort of missed the exhibition, but then they extended it for a, uh, three or four weeks. We managed to get tickets for that. Went down for the day. Oh, you, are oh, you said lucky. Um, Paul's sister Nikki, who's curated it, is actually doing a curator's tour free of charge. So it's like, yeah, us Northerners, we like a bit of freebies. So yeah, we'll roar up for that. But again, it was, you've got to be in the queue. So, at you know, two o'clock or whatever, you know, you had to be in this certain place. Um, outside Somerset House so the elbows came out again I was there at the front of the queue so Nikki took us round showed us some some of the, the bits in the in the exhibition and you know at the end like you do you get ta- chatting hi how are you and she said to me she said I know you from somewhere I'm sure we've met before and I was like no no we haven't I wish we had but no we haven't so that was the first time I'd met her and then subsequently we were lucky we my husband and I um, went to the we were very lucky and got went to the opening of the exhibition in Liverpool and so we, there was all the photographs there Rick Butler came open day. There was Nikki, Dan, Rick, and, and a few others of us there. And then we got chatting and she was, I said, oh, Rach, you know, go get a, go get a coffee at the little cafe. Um, I've made a, a strawberry cake. And I said to her, I said, oh, God, Nikki, don't talk to me about strawberries. We, at, at the time I had an allotment and I just said, I've got so many strawberries. I said, I just don't know what to do with them all. So like this conversation meandered along and it ended up, so over that summer, I think it was something like I had 200, 250 jars of jam that I made. It was a bit of a family production business. So my daughter... Designed like the the fabric jam covers, so some of them were the with the mod target and I can't we had, we had some with the other bits on. My son, who um is a university student doing graphic design, he designed the labels to go on the on the jars, um, and we just called it the jam jam. So yeah, so we sold it at the exhibition. Nikki has a charity that's close to her heart, and we sold it in aid of that charity. And I I can't, I can't remember the final amount, but it was it was a phenomenal amount of money we made, and I just spent. That summer going backwards and forward on the train from Leeds to Liverpool with like a trolley dolly full of jam. So yes, yeah, so I did like strawberry, raspberry, um, strawberry and gin, strawberry and prosecco. And another guy, lovely guy, we've got to know through everything. A guy called Kev who took a bit of time out and helped Nikki at, at the um, at the exhibition. Said oh, Paul went to the exhibition in Liverpool and apparently picked up one of these jars and said oh, I'll, you know I love this mate. How much is it? And uh, and Kev turned round to him and said uh, it's got. Alcohol in it, Paul. And of course, as we know, Paul, bless him, his, is Tito. So, so the jar was put down and he never bought it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a lot of the jars went to very, 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 very nice homes and been uh, well loved.
1: Brilliant. That is hilarious. I love it. Hey, look, this has been so lovely. As you know for the podcast, there are two final questions and I'm going to ask each of you in turn. And we'll, Jane, we'll kick off with you. Um, you're allowed one Paul Weller song for the rest of your life. It can be the Jam, the Star Council, or solo. Which one are you going to go for?
2: Uh, it'll always be Star. I think for me. There's so many, but I do love Star. I think it just it just what sticks in your head at the time, really. It just rounds off everything from the start to now, I suppose.
1: And it's one I've seen live in recent years as well. It's one he does yeah. he pulls out the, the canon occasionally for the yeah. for the solo yeah. stuff, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, and the lyrics do bring a tear to my eye as well, I suppose. Yeah.
1: Uh, Jackie, <laughs> one Paul Weller song for the rest of your life. It can be the jam, the style cancel or solo. What are you gonna go for? Oh,
3: it's gotta be town called Malice, isn't it? You know i love so many more than that but that is the one that it's uh, that started it all so that's the one that's got to be you know with me for the rest of my life so yeah and you know my boys love it as well they they know all the words you know so i I've, I've not done a bad job
1: no, no. And no, that is really one fun. that he does pull out a lot, actually. Yeah, so was, yeah. It's one that he, yeah. and I I know he still like, connects with.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think everybody knows that song, Um, you know. So, yeah, for me, it's it'll
4: always be that one. But there are loads of others,
1: obviously. Yeah, of course, of so. course. And Rachel, finally for you. So what are you going to go with?
4: It's got to be, hasn't it? It's got to be you do something to me. You know, that was that was the song that reignited the flame for me. And we were very, very lucky, my husband and I, that two years ago on Monday, this coming Monday, we were stood in Dolby Forest for one of the Forest gigs on our 22nd wedding anniversary to the day. And Paul walked over to the piano where we were stood in front of and he sang it and he sang it for us, you know, so yeah. <laughs>
1: Bless you mm-hmm. Love it Love it That's really nice There was one um, Actually one thing We should talk about Was the gigs in lockdown So actually the Forest gigs Were the last time I saw Paul Live I think Yeah you know, yes Yeah was, That was yeah. P- for most of us Right And mine, mine was in Kent But there were obviously A bunch of them We've obviously had A couple of gigs In lockdown We had the uh, Midsummer I was going to say Midsummer Murders That's something <laughs> <entirely different. laughs> Music Yeah Bloody love John Nettles Brilliant oh, Midsummer, Murders. Midsummer, Midsummer, yeah, music. Midsummer Midsummer
4: Music Midsummer
1: Music Thank music. you yeah. Yeah. Um, We had that last summer Which is part of that Box set I was talking yeah. About now as well Which was which was brilliant, but then also uh, more recently the wonderful gig uh, at the Barbican, which was wow, wasn't
3: it? Wow, yeah, absolutely stunning. Loved it.
4: I mean, can you imagine if there had been an audience there? What that? Oh, yeah. I think. Well, if I had have been there. Would I? I'm attempting fate by saying I probably would have never gone to another Paul Weller gig again. again.
1: <laughs> really? That would have been it. After
4: that, after seeing it, you know, seeing it on the television, and well, I watched it live stream, and then obviously it was on the other night, wasn't it? And it's just like, but it does this to us, doesn't it, though, Paul? You know, we all we think, oh my God, how can you better this? And it, and it does. Yeah. But that every, was.
3: Every time.
4: Yeah. Oh my God. And the duet, I, I'm still getting over the duet with Boy George and 40 years of not singing a song and then suddenly singing it. Oh God, yeah, that wisdom.
1: I'd also yeah. forgotten mm-hmm. And I love James Morrison But I'd forgotten How yeah. bloody good James Morrison Because he's he's been He's been away for a bit mm. And I know he's, mm. You know For various reasons And but to see him Back up there And you were just like Oh my god The Broken Stairs Is a great song anyway But that yeah. A terrific version mm-hmm. And I'm really pleased That that's the next yeah. album So you know How lucky we are To just before Christmas This year We're going to get Another LP Of that performance Because it was very special Wasn't it Yeah Oh yeah.
3: okay. it was Yeah
1: There is a final question I have to ask on the podcast All my guests get to answer it The purpose of this podcast Is not only to talk to lovely people like yourselves, uh, but it's also to get that interview with Paul, the one that I never managed to get. Um, and if it happens, Jackie, you'll have to come with me and hold my microphone. <laughs> or something.
3: Oh, I will. Try and stop <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, but if it happens, <laughs>
1: when it happens, you. what should I talk to Paul about? What should I ask him, Jane? What do you reckon?
2: Don't ask him about the reunion. Don't Just don't ask. That one, I don't know really. I think I think I know enough really, but I, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't like to be that intrusive. I'm not on that. I'm not on the stalkers list as such. But um, it'd always be nice to know something different about him. He still uh, oozes coolness to me, and he always looks, you know, very dapper and very cool, and you know, moves with the time. So I don't know. I would just like to know what he's listening to right
1: now. Chris Stifford said um, to me that how he one of the things he respected about Paul was how how much effort he puts into being Paul Weller. Um, yeah. And I liked that as a as a yeah. thought or as a question because actually I've not there must be days where he gets up and he's like, do you know what, I'm gonna put the trackies on today and I'm gonna Yeah he
2: does. He, <laughs> dress, he does he's he down up. Friday. But he you're like, no, I've never up, seen up. I've never
1: seen it. He's like no, so he dapper every time bit,
2: huh? he does keep fit, he does do a few
1: exercises
2: and stuff. I know that much.
1: Now you talked about the stalkers list. So Jackie what's gonna be <laughs> what would be your question for Paul?
3: <laughs> I would ask um what would he have done if he did never start the jam if he if he'd never formed the jam what would he have gone on to do what, how does he see his life? You know, would have would have turned out. You know, that would be really really interesting. What what job he would have done? What he would have done other than music, really? You know, it may have just been like a one hit wonder. And you know, what would have happened? Would people still be kind of like playing that one hit and still be as mad about him today as what what we all are? If they hadn't have had such a you know lot of, of records, and mm. yeah,
1: and they'd be like um, got, yeah. it'd be
2: almost like the Beatles film yesterday, wouldn't it? About Paul Weller and the Jam the world wouldn't exist without it really there's a well of mm-hmm.
1: film in the making isn't there it's uh, a yeah, it, could, it could be desperately seeking Paul the movie let's be honest yeah sorry um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jackie me, Pierce but, is the
4: yeah. <laughs> as the stalker
1: as the stalker yeah there was a thought I had of it would make a great musical as well Like, do you know what I mean? Like the songs just stack up as anyway. The West, we're coming to the West End, ladies. (laughs) This will (laughs) be great. Right. So, uh, Rachel, I have to ask you the same question. So, um, if if and when I get to chat to Paul, what should we talk about?
4: A bit of a sort of two bit, really. I asked a very good friend of mine who is um, a big. Paul well a fan as well and i said oh chris what can i ask what is it what question can i ask so it was sort of he came along with um which band do you wish you were part of other than the ones ah. that you've been in and then my sort of little add-on to that would be he's done duets with uh, with other people who've sung his songs is there anybody that he would like to duet with to do one of their songs
1: nice nice mm. that's a good one i like that yeah mm. i saw him do adele with the chasing pavements um, that was
4: on one of the bbc things yeah.
1: wasn't it and he copped up the lyrics <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah that's a great question well done i
4: love
1: that right this has been so lovely my thanks to the three of you um to jane to jackie to oh, rachel yeah. this has been great thank you so much for joining me i hope you've enjoyed it too Mm. Oh, thank, thank
3: you for having us, Jan. Thanks, Jan. Thank
1: you. Well, that was fabulous. My thanks once again to the amazing Weller superfans that are known as the Jam Tarts, Jackie Pierce, Jane Griffiths, and Rachel Phillips. What a pleasure it was to spend time in their company chatting about the great man. Now, coming soon on the podcast, you'll hear from the musician Declan O'Rourke, broadcaster John Wilson, author David Lyons, and Mr. Jam John Abner, to name a few of my very special guests. Don't forget to subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, etc. Do leave a review. It really does help me to find new listeners to the show. And please share on your social media channels. You can also buy me a coffee and find information about my guests in the show notes for the podcast. Get in touch on Twitter at WellerFanPod or on Instagram and Facebook. You can get in touch. It's Paul Weller Fan Podcast. I'll see you next time.